welcome listeners. Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights here with Drew Herndon. Let me get that potograph. Looking forward to this. But before we get to Drew, I got sponsors. Uh, Top Spinini and Upper Deck, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, ComC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, and Huggins and Scott Auctions. Great sponsors. Patronize them. You got nothing better to do. We're all stuck here with COVID-19 shelter in place. But Drew and I are podcasters, so we always have something to be working on. Welcome to the show, Drew. Tell us about your hobby journey and how you came to this prestigious position of one of the leading podcasters in the industry with Lenny at Podograph. Oh, well, first, thank you so much, Jim, for having me on um, and loved having you on Hobby Hotline a couple of weeks ago. That it was, was great. Fun. Yeah, but um, yeah, um, uh, I think I have a pretty similar story as the most, at least in terms of uh, a hobby hobby background. I grew up as a kid. I was obsessed. I'm uh, in my mid-30s, so you know, I was uh, I was a kid right there in the if you want to call it the junk wax era, whatever you want to claim it, you know, I was there. I call it really in the, I call it the era of maximum card availability. <laughs> yes, yes, much better. I like that much better. So, uh, during the maximum era of card availability <laughs> was when I really got into uh, into collecting originally. You know, I think like most kids, collecting with your dad, um, going to those shows and stuff. I was a big hockey collector then. Um, huge hockey collector. I grew up playing hockey, so it was a it's a big thing for me, but I, I collected that more than anything. And then, like most people, took uh, took a little time off once that uh, all died down. And then um, I'd say probably about six or seven years ago, I guess, when I, I kind of settled down from the, the crazy college after college life and everything. Um, I, I don't really remember exactly what it was. I think it might have even been just finding some old cards and being like, uh, I'd, I'd kind of like to see what the hobby's like these days. And uh, I remember actually going and buying the first Walmart blaster in a while that I'd got, I think, since I'd ever gotten from Walmart. Um, so opened you, up. You actually remember that moment? Yes, yes. I remember the day and while I remember the first blaster box I opened was a. Uh, oh man, it was a. I think it was like Press Pass. I think maybe his last year, and it was a Haha Clinton Dix Auto out of ten. Like I remember what was in it and everything. Um, uh-huh. yeah. And from there, it just it snowballed. I was hooked again. Um, I didn't even realize at that time that an autograph numbered out of ten meant anything because I'd been out for so long. Um, but I'm somebody who has a pretty extent if I go into anything I like to research it heavily and so um I dove right back in pretty much a hundred percent after that day and uh never really looked back since were you interested more in the, the cards of your youth or were you going more toward what's uh, the latest and greatest um well you know when I luckily I actually saved most of my cards from the childhood so I still had a lot of those um got rid of some stuff I wish I hadn't had but um you know, as when I got into it, I and I started looking into it, the hobby had changed so much in the <laughs> 10, 15 years that I had been out of it that when I got back into it, it was I was so intrigued by what the market was five years ago because it looked like it was starting to make this slow turn. I didn't know if it would ever last because I hadn't been in the hobby for so long, but I saw something even five years ago, you could kind of see like, well, this is really starting to turn around and go somewhere. And uh, so I was really hooked on the new stuff. I, when I was collecting before, you know, autographs were around, I think in like be a player hockey and a couple other things in like the late nineties, but that really was about it. And, uh, and so just getting into the new hobby, getting into everything that they had going on, it was instantly, I was just hooked a hundred percent on the new stuff. Well, what was your main gig? Were you, are, are you, uh, is a uh, card collecting kind of a side gig for you or, or what do you have a main gig? I mean, what, what is your, what do you sure. do vocationally? Sure. Well, um, I graduated, I, I studied um, in media relations and journalism at East Carolina and graduated ah. with, with degrees in both and um, had been, 
had been working. I'd worked um, for various sports papers as a writer. Um, I'd always been in the industry in some way, shape or form in journalism in some way. Um, and, that, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I just kind of started wanting to, wanting to follow it much, much more like every single week. I mean, I was hooked instantly again that those, whether it was thoughts from childhood coming back, I don't really remember what it was, but whatever it was, I just found myself saying like, this is so different from when I left, but I just, I don't know. I felt like something was well, coming. It's a dynamic now in a different way that yeah. wasn't, uh, I mean, the pack hits, yeah. potential pack hits are so much more dramatic, I think now than they would have been when you were a kid or when I was a kid. I mean, you just, it was only just what player did you get? And so like when I, when I started, I was actually um, working for Lowe's uh, corporate offices here in North Carolina. And um, soon after my son was born and uh, things happened down the line, I ended up having full custody and being a single dad. So we went from working at Lowe's 40 hours a week to working at home. Um, and that's kind of where looking into the podcasting and stuff would come into play. But um, I was really looking for, I, I just saw so many ways about four or five years ago to get into the online aspect of content creation that once I kind of forced to leave lows in the sense of I couldn't really just deal with that with my life at the moment. Um, it, it provided a good opportunity to take a chance at something that I was knowledgeable about, something that I cared about and just something that I love. And um, then I saw my son starting to get interested in it, even at the age of two wanting to wow. see what was what daddy was looking at, not trying to grab him and bend him, but just being mesmerized by the stuff. And uh, I think that that was also a big reason that I just, I was all in on it. So you were, you're, you seem like you're well prepared for the shelter in place that we have yeah. now. Yeah. You, I mean, it's more of a freelance. Uh, are you doing freelance writing or what are you, what are your, or you, uh, well, are you I'm doing, doing all I'm doing, uh, now I'm doing some writing for, uh, we have a couple of uh, websites that we run our, ourselves. One of the bigger ones being hobbyroundup.com. Okay. Um, I also do some work with Leighton and those guys at Vintage Breaks, um, do some writing and some work on their live shows. Um, it's kind of like a guest host. So I've been able to take the podcast and move it into a, a couple of different areas and kind of branch out and do what I always wanted to do, which I, I didn't want to limit myself to just do it, be, like having to do just the podcast. I, I'm always somebody where the more I can do, I mean, I'll write until I just fall asleep in bed. <laughs> okay. Well, what, um, so are you think you're more of a writer or a talker? Uh I guess now a little bit of both. <laughs> I think it's when I originally was thinking about this, I thought, well, you know, do I, what, I, I really enjoy writing, but it takes a lot longer. And I appreciate the skill and craft that you have from your uh, education experience. I, I've done a lot of writing, but it's, boy, it takes a lot longer. And the talking, uh, <laughs> you just wake up in the morning, you turn on the microphone. Mm -hmm. And, um, but again, I think, uh, I think there is a real place in the industry for people that can write uh, effectively and, well, I think it also helps a little bit with the podcast because, like, I mean, I don't, I don't do a lot of notes per se. I'll, I'll do my little, my little writing short form of, hey, hit this, hit this, hit this, and then that's really about it. And at the beginning, it was difficult. If you listen to some of the first shows, you can probably hear the the writer as opposed to the podcaster, you know. But uh, being three years in now, I think it's, I think it's really done a good job of blending itself together. And I think the two, the two really go hand in hand if you can separate it from just being I'm reading a script. Yeah, the, some of the first episodes I did, I, I went that direction. I tried to write out what I was going to say, and it just, I didn't like the way, you know, I'm just not that good. You know, I just can't. Yeah, I, can't I mean, even if you do, it, it comes off forced, you it know. Is, I think the natural, I think a lot of people nowadays, we, I mean, people aren't fooled by what a podcast is. They're not expecting it to be CNN or MSNBC, whatever you want to choose. I think they, they look at it as a more relaxed um, form of media where they can get what they want to do. And so I, I think it really lends uh, to that, honestly. Okay, so are, is this, the best it's ever been. I mean, notwithstanding the the COVID nineteen stuff. But I mean, are you really? I mean, it seems like your podcast continues to to blossom, and I think you come out like every two weeks or something. You know? Uh, yeah, we've um we're getting, we're going to be back to roughing the passer and 
Yes. Probably hotline. You got your uh, hands on a lot of things, but your let me get that polygraph is like every two weeks and uh, an hour or so. Do you, do yeah. you consciously try to? Uh, well, at the beginning, when, when we started the show, uh, my, my former co-host Stu and I, we wanted it to be, we really wanted to focus on shorter episodes at, at, at the beginning, really get the stuff out there, get it out and we're done. But when we started it three years ago, I mean, you can remember this, there wasn't news every week. There wasn't a constant news cycle. Like, I mean, there was, but it wasn't what it became in the three years since as to where now, I mean, I'm literally writing out topics and like, okay, I got to push this, 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 and this. So the next episode, like it's, there's just so much now compared to what it was then that uh, I, I wanted to make the episodes a little bit longer. And so we've, uh, I settled after, uh, after it was just me to go into an hour, extending the interviews a little bit more. A um, couple people, a lot of fans were talking about, they liked the segment on the show. So we, you know, made that one a little longer, expanded on it. Um, I really take feedback from listeners incredibly serious, <laughs> like big time. And I love to test their ideas. And so um you know, it's evolved into, yeah, about hour, hour, 15 minutes or so an episode. And we're going to be getting back to uh, once a week here in the next couple of weeks. It's been uh, it's been hectic with getting rough in the past and some family stuff up. And so and also uh, with everything was doing the past year, we took some time off too. Um, it kind of kind of got off of the every single week like we wanted. But, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. But we'll be back to uh, every single week here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're kind of out of time, but you know, that's probably a note to end on for this episode. I'll, I'll need to get you back, Drew, to talk about some other stuff because I think we've got more to talk about than just one episode worth. But you know, one of the things I've really enjoyed, uh, well, one of the things that's been unexpected pleasure is the camaraderie of the podcasters out there that are all trying to find a different niche. And I love the way you're collaborating with John and others to to find other new niches. But one of the things, and I didn't, I don't think I knew Stu, but I've really it's again, I want, this is melancholy, but also positive is that doing the tribute episodes that I've done to uh, dearly departed, you know, close friends and other uh, industry people that really made a contribution. And I don't want them to be forgotten. Uh, Stu would be one of those guys, but, uh, but uh, you know, every couple of weeks I'll try to throw in somebody that's some are most are older guys, but they're guys I knew in many cases and they, they deserve to be remembered. So Stu does too. And um, you know, I'm glad you're, carrying on the work. So thanks listeners. Thanks uh, everybody for uh, tuning in to uh, Drew and me and uh, we'll be back again. To, well, actually we'll be back uh, on his uh, podcast uh, any day now, and I'll be back tomorrow with another short episode. So thanks again. Thanks Drew. Be back tomorrow. See y'all.